Hi there. We're Dr. Luffy and Dr. Leah. You're listening to the Medical and Dental Podcast. Luffy is a medical doctor and Leah is a dentist. We're sisters who are both based in Melbourne. Our podcast will discuss medicine and dentistry, but we'll also touch on other topics such as current affairs, lifestyle, health and fitness, and everything in between. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to episode four of the Medical and Dental Podcast. Today, we'll be discussing the importance of vitamin D. Now, I'm not sure if there is international news about this second wave of COVID-19 in Melbourne, but for those of you who don't know, on Sunday 2nd of August 2020, Melbourne was placed in stage four lockdown. This means it's even more important for us to focus on our physical and mental well-being during this period of physical and social isolation. Now, if you're feeling down and need some interaction, please do not hesitate to reach out to your family and friends. Video calls are a great way to connect and feel less isolated. Remember, our loved ones are there to support us and there is no shame in having a bad day, especially under these circumstances. Now, if you feel as though you need more help with your mental health, please see your family doctor and let them know. You can also call Lifeline, which is the 24-hour crisis support service available to everyone in Australia. Their number is 13 11 14. In Australia, more than one in five adults do not get enough vitamin D. Studies have indicated that there is a high prevalence of vitamin D deficiency worldwide. In Australia, more than one in five adults do not get enough vitamin D. And there are some reports that over 30% of Australian adults have mild, moderate or severe vitamin D deficiency. Older adults are particularly at risk of vitamin D deficiency due to the age-related decline in the skin's ability to synthesize vitamin D from the sun. Many Australians are found to be particularly low in vitamin D during winter due to reduced sun exposure. So, Melburnians, we're back in lockdown for the next six weeks and it is so important to find the time to expose yourself to some sun, which can help increase and maintain your vitamin D levels. This can also help your sleep quality, mood and general well-being, which is so important now that we are more likely to experience mood changes and mental health struggles due to the isolating nature of lockdown. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin that plays an essential role in the maintenance of normal calcium levels in the body. Without sufficient vitamin D, maintenance of the integrity of the skeletal system is impaired. Very low vitamin D levels can cause poor bone mineralization. In children, this can result in rickets, which is a condition that causes bone and muscle weakness and bone deformities. In adults, vitamin D deficiency can cause bone and muscle pain and can contribute to osteopenia and osteoporosis, which is brittle bones, which then increases the risk of falls and bone fractures. So, why do darker people need more sun exposure to maintain their vitamin D? So, you have melanin, which is a pigment that sits in the epidermal layer of your skin, so that top layer of the skin. Um, and the more melanin you have, the darker your skin. The reason why we have melanin is that it absorbs and it redistributes the light energy from UV rays. Now, 7-dehydrocholesterol, 
also sits in that same layer and this is responsible for kickstarting the body's vitamin D production. When you have darker skin, because you have more melanin, the melanin actually competes with 7D hydrocholesterol to get that UVB energy. So you need more sun exposure in order to get enough UVB to react with 7D hydrocholesterol and produce enough vitamin D for your body. Some people are at a greater risk of vitamin D deficiency. These people include people with naturally very dark skin, people in occupations with limited sun exposure, including doctors, dentists, office workers, taxi drivers, factory workers, and night shift workers, people who wear covered clothing, people who spend a lot of time indoors, such as those who are housebound, hospitalized, or institutionalized long-term, and this includes people with medical conditions or people who are on medications affecting vitamin D metabolism, for example, obesity, liver disease, kidney disease, malabsorption conditions like cystic fibrosis, celiac disease and inflammatory bowel disease. This includes babies and in particular breastfed babies of vitamin D deficient mothers. Breast milk contains little vitamin D, so infants depend initially on maternal stores of vitamin D and are at risk of low vitamin D if their mother has low vitamin D. Low vitamin D in pregnant women can cause their baby to develop muscle weakness and bone deformities. As vitamin D is required for the maintenance of normal calcium levels in the body, a deficiency in vitamin D can cause low calcium levels. In neonates and infants, low calcium is a potentially severe problem and can cause seizures. Vitamin D deficiency during pregnancy has also been associated with impaired growth and bone development in the fetus. During pregnancy, vitamin D levels may be checked by your doctor to ensure that any vitamin D deficiency is corrected in order to minimize the risk of vitamin D related complications. Discuss with your doctor whether you need to be tested for vitamin D deficiency, particularly if you are in a high risk group for vitamin D deficiency. You may have seen in the news that there might be a relationship between COVID-19 and vitamin D deficiency. So what does this mean? More recently, evidence has emerged suggesting a relationship between low vitamin D levels and worsening outcomes of infection with the COVID-19 virus, which is also known as SARS coronavirus 2. A cross-sectional study across Europe showed that mortality from COVID-19 was significantly associated with vitamin D levels in different populations. The study found that countries at lower altitude that are typically sunny, such as Spain and northern Italy, had higher rates of vitamin D deficiency. These countries experienced the highest COVID-19 infection and death rates in Europe. There have been low mortality rates in countries like Norway, Finland and Sweden, however. People in these countries were found to have higher vitamin D levels despite less UVB sunlight exposure because supplementation and fortification of foods is more common. In addition, studies have shown that African-American people and minority ethnic people who are more likely to have vitamin D deficiency due to naturally darker skin appear to be more affected by COVID-19. African-American people in England and Wales are more than four times more likely to die from COVID-19. Mm. And African-American people in the United States are three times as likely to die from COVID-19 when compared to Caucasian people. Low vitamin D levels have been associated with a number of medical conditions. 
Although studies have not confirmed whether there is a causal relationship between vitamin D and certain medical conditions, preliminary studies suggest that there are some potentially significant health benefits of maintaining adequate vitamin D levels. Vitamin D plays a key role in immune function and can modulate the innate and adaptive immune responses. Vitamin D deficiency is also associated with increased autoimmunity and an increased susceptibility to infection and in particular, vitamin D deficiency has been linked to respiratory infections such as pneumonia and tuberculosis. Regular doses of vitamin D early in life can reduce the risk of developing type 1 diabetes. Research has shown that regular doses of vitamin D early in life can reduce the risk of developing type 1 diabetes. Studies have also shown that vitamin D is important in the prevention of damage to cells in the pancreas that are associated with type 1 diabetes and can improve the production of insulin. Also, vitamin D treatment has been shown to improve diabetic control in people with type 1 and type 2 diabetes and in people without diabetes. An association has also been shown between vitamin D and multiple sclerosis. Current evidence supports that vitamin D deficiency increases the risk of developing MS, shown by a higher prevalence of MS in geographic areas that are further from the equator, where people are exposed to less sunlight. In addition, studies suggest that for people who already have MS, vitamin D may affect disease activity, Studies show that with adequate vitamin D levels in people with MS, there are fewer relapses, lower risk of development of new lesions in the brain, reduced disability and reduced disease severity. Vitamin D deficiency has also been associated with hypertension, so high blood pressure, hyperlipidemia, which is high cholesterol, heart disease, heart failure and stroke. Studies have suggested that vitamin D protects against cardiovascular disease through inhibiting inflammation, regulating blood pressure, and regulating glucose metabolism. Many studies have investigated whether vitamin D can prevent cancer or if it can improve cancer treatment outcomes. The cancers for which human data are available are colorectal, breast, prostate, and pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. There is increasing evidence that vitamin D helps to regulate cellular growth and may reduce the aggressiveness of cancer cells. Mm -hmm. At this stage, however, the available data are not comprehensive enough to establish whether taking vitamin D can prevent cancer. Vitamin D has been found to play an important role in brain development and brain function. Vitamin D deficiency has been found to be common in patients with Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety disorders, dementia, and older adults with cognitive decline. Vitamin D receptors are widespread in brain tissue and the biologically active form of vitamin D has been shown to have a protective effect on the nervous system. Associations have been noted between vitamin D and Alzheimer's disease and dementia in Europe and in the United States. Cognitive impairment was up to four times greater in older adults who were severely vitamin D deficient in comparison to individuals with adequate levels of vitamin D. Studies have shown that people with autoimmune thyroid disease, i.e. Graves' disease and Hashimoto's thyroiditis, were more likely to have vitamin D deficiency. And some studies have shown that vitamin D deficiency is significantly associated with the severity of thyroid disease. This association may be related to the significant role that vitamin D plays in modulation of the immune system 
enhancing the innate immune response while exerting an inhibitory action on the adaptive immune system. Although there is mounting research into the relationship between vitamin D and a number of medical conditions, there is currently insufficient data to inform nutritional requirements. As such, further research is needed before specific recommendations can be made. At this stage, it is not recommended that you take vitamin D supplements unless you have been advised to do so by your doctor. It is our recommendation that you ensure that you have your daily requirement of vitamin D through your diet and or sun exposure. Or if you are in an at-risk group or are concerned about your vitamin D levels, see your doctor to discuss this further. Ooh, looks like it's time for our new quiz section. So everyone, we've decided to insert quizzes in the middle of our episodes. And these quizzes will relate to our previous podcast. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out now. Actually, don't check it out now. Check it out after this podcast episode. (laughs) So question number one related to our previous podcast. Is coconut oil good for you? Yes or no? Hmm. Question two. What kind of fats are bad for you? Ooh. Do they need to name all of them? Uh, yes. Yeah? All of them. Okay. All right. Question number three. Name three foods with healthy fats. Mm. All of these questions are about fat. <laughs> <laughs> and last question. Question number four. Can drinking water before a meal really help you lose weight? Ooh. All right, back to our podcast episode. Now, I have naturally darker skin and I spend a lot of time indoors because of my job. I wake up and I drive to work before the sun rises. I rarely get a lunch break long enough to go for a walk. And in winter, I drive home while the sun is setting. My regular blood tests show that my vitamin D levels are consistently on the lower end of normal, especially during winter time. So I take vitamin D supplements. But the question is, should everyone take supplements? Vitamin D supplements are not recommended for healthy people who are not vitamin D deficient. It is not recommended to take vitamin D supplements unless you are advised to do so by your doctor. As vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, it is absorbed through the small intestine with dietary fat and it is excreted slowly. Too much vitamin D can therefore cause toxicity as the body is unable to rapidly excrete excess vitamin D. High levels of vitamin D can also cause high calcium levels, which can lead to nausea, dehydration and constipation. You need 200 to 800 international units of vitamin D per day. Assuming a person has minimal sunlight exposure, the recommended daily intake of vitamin D in Australia is 5 micrograms or 200 international units for children, adolescents and adults 19 to 50 years of age, 10 micrograms or 400 international units for adults aged 51 to 70 years of age, 15 micrograms or 600 to 800 international units for adults over 70 years of age. Vitamin D is found in small amounts in animal-sourced foods such as oily fish, such as salmon, trout, swordfish, mackerel, tuna, herring and sardines, and it's also found in eggs and meat. Vitamin D is also added to fortified foods such as fortified milk and margarine. 
For most Australians, however, it's difficult to obtain enough vitamin D from diet alone. Most people will only get 5-10% to 10 of their vitamin D from food. The main source of vitamin D is through the direct action of sunlight on the skin. So I know I need sun exposure, but what about skin cancer? It is important to balance your need for sun exposure with the risk of sun damage. The amount of sun needed to produce enough vitamin D depends on the time of day, the season, location, a person's skin type, and the area of skin exposed. There is minimal transmission of UVB radiation through normal clear windows, so sun exposure should be outdoors. In summer, five to 10 minutes of sun exposure is best in mid-morning or mid-afternoon, so outside peak UV times. In winter, seven to 30 minutes of sun exposure is needed, preferably around midday. For people with darker skin types, three to six times longer exposure times are required. This is due to the increased melanin in the skin, as Luffy discussed earlier. It is important to balance the need for sun exposure to produce adequate vitamin D and at the same time avoid the risk of skin damage from too much exposure. Your body can only absorb a limited amount of vitamin D at a time. Therefore, prolonged sun exposure does not cause vitamin D levels to continue to increase, but it will increase your risk of skin cancer. Around two in three Australians will be diagnosed with skin cancer in their lifetime and around 2,000 Australians die each year as a result. So protection against excessive UV exposure remains vital. When the UV index is above three, you should use sun protection measures if you are outdoors for more than a few minutes. This includes wearing a hat, sunscreen, clothing, sunglasses and staying in the shade. Now you know the importance of vitamin D, make sure you get that sunlight exposure and consume foods rich in vitamin D. If you're concerned about your vitamin D levels, see your doctor for further advice before reaching for those supplements. Now that we know about the importance of vitamin D, what do you do if you suspect you're low in vitamin D? Your vitamin D level can be determined with a blood test. Not everyone, however, will require a blood test. If you are at risk of vitamin D deficiency or at risk of the medical conditions that result from vitamin D deficiency, your doctor may recommend that you check your vitamin D level. If you are found to be vitamin D deficient, your doctor may recommend that you take supplements for a specified period of time. Vitamin D deficiency can be mild, 30 to 49 nanomoles per litre, moderate, 12.5 to 29 nanomoles per litre, or severe, less than 12.5 nanomoles per litre. If you are concerned about your vitamin D levels, see your doctor for further advice. We hope everyone is doing well, staying safe and staying strong in lockdown. We'll see you next time. Thank you again for listening. That's our podcast for today. If you liked what you heard, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes or share and subscribe to stay up to date with our uploads. Always remember, healthy mind, healthy body. See you next time.